I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now, the OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify on Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. Uh, I was living in a time uh, wormhole there for a second, which I'll explain shortly. Uh, But this is uh, Brian Bassett. You can find me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me today is Josh Conrad. You can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad. Travis Milton is currently on assignment. uh, But yesterday on Sunday, the final Day of the season, week 18, the New York Jets fell to the Buffalo Bills uh, by the score of 27 Bills to 10 Jets. And while it was a sloggy game with lots of punts, Josh, and, and it certainly got away from them at the end, it's hard not to be somewhat encouraged by this team. And I honestly don't think I'm trying to look through Jets colored glasses here. What was your reaction to what you saw yesterday in this game? Yeah, um, we we were not on, you know, coaching hot seat watch. We weren't mm-hmm. on uh, totalembarrassmentlive.com. We were not on, um, you know, are we going to blow this game? And, does it, you know, we didn't have our fans dressing up as clowns to go to the game like Jags <laughs> fans did. We we were just kind of running out, running out the string as they say. So, um, you know, it was fine to me that, that 
they were in this game somewhat until midway through the fourth quarter. Now, maybe the Bills were trying not to show anything and they weren't really trying to, um, you know, push push the, the, the ball, uh, push the envelope offensively and, and try some new stuff to get ready for the Patriots on Saturday. But um, we weren't an embarrassment. So that's that's progress. If there's anything for 2021, we can just say we were not a total embarrassment. Um and yeah, Jets, so I yeah, I, I Jets okay. fever, not an embarrassment or catch, catch it. it or something. Yeah. Catch I don't it. Know. <laughs> this fever um, will only give you a headache for five days, much less right. than COVID. sniffles. Catch it. Sniffles. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed with the fact that the Bills um, you know, kept their starters in most of the game. Um, you know, Stefan Diggs and Devin Singletary, you know, running the ball late in the game. Um, yes. Did we see some, uh, just, did we see some Mitch Trubisky? Of course, but you know, by and large, you know, Josh Allen was, was running the show. Uh, and so, you know, they were playing for pride. They were playing for, for advantage in, in the playoffs and, um, you know, they <laughs> hats off to them, but at the same time, like, it was, I was, I was heartened by what I saw. I didn't see, you know, brutal turnovers. I didn't see, uh, you know, just crazy plays in terms of uh, you know, just hero antics. I mean, the, the hero antics that did, uh, that were manifest yesterday during the game were the repeated Zach Wilson Tecmo zigzag bowl back yes. towards his own goalpost. And then, uh, and then like, you know, throw, you know, throw, try and heave it downfield or, you know, just clatter it out of bounds or whatever he could do. Um, I, I honestly feel like if Zach Wilson can somehow get that out of his game, that would be a major boost. But at the, like, mm-hmm. but I, I like the dog in him that he's trying to make a play there, Josh, like, yeah. I don't know. What were your thoughts and kind of, you see some of these plays. I, I think he's playing better. I won't talk about that, but um Let's just talk about those zigzag plays first. Can you talk about those zigzag plays, please? The zigzag, the zigzag was the uh, the Josh Conrad special from 1988 until 1992 on Tecmo Bowl, Tecmo Super Bowl as well. Um, and I, it would drive my brothers nuts, my younger brothers who um, didn't have the the up down left right dexterity that mm. young 1980s Josh Conrad had with that square controller in my hands, but. Um, yeah, the, the Zach Wilson ones, you know, I'm hoping like, like you're saying that we worked some of that out of his game. And at the same time, there's that tension between what makes a player special and how do we minimize the downside of, of, uh, of, of where he's at. If we're in year seven of the Zach Wilson experience and he's still making like those attempts, um, at that point, like the concrete has solidified and this is just who he is as a quarterback. Thankfully, you know, week 18, year one, um, there's a little more grace for, for some of those right. plays. And um, I, I am curious to see, especially this offseason, you know, what what work does he put in? What what investment does the team make around him with some quarterback help um, and, and, and getting him to be confident in when he can make a play like that and working out of every single possession, trying to make 25 yard completions happen after seven seconds of scrambling in the backfield, his, his MO. So, you know, not, not totally despondent, but at the same time, um, don't want to see that next year and the year after that as a mainstay in his repertoire. 
Right. And, and again, I'm not like too worried about it. I mean, his, his offensive line is obviously uh, banged up. Uh, the, the bills defensive line is one of the most fearsome in the NFL. They finished the season um, by football outsiders, you know, measurement of, you know, best defense. They had the best pass defense in yeah. the league. So am I surprised that Zach Wilson only threw for 87 yards you know, seven, um, you know, seven completions on 20 attempts, uh, only one touchdown, you know, his, his leading receiver had three catches. Nobody else had, nobody else had more than one in the game. Um, like, am I surprised by that? No, not particularly, not, not particularly. Um, but at the same time, like, did he throw four interceptions? Did he throw one touchdown and four interceptions? No, he didn't, you know, and has he thrown interceptions over the last month? Uh, my understanding is I do not believe if my memory serves right now, I don't think he's thrown an interception in the last month. No. So we're starting mm-hmm. to see some of the caretaker stuff, which yeah. is great. Now, you know, the big thing that we have with him is as we go into years two, three, four, uh, is he going to go on the Baker Mayfield trajectory, which is kind of like, let's just limit you. Like, you know, you know, why don't you take a couple plays off here, champ? Like, you know, just, just throw the ball between the hashes and we're, and we're good. Like, don't, don't be a hero. Like, is that where the coaches kind of lean his career as we've seen with Baker Mayfield over the years or, or, you know, can he be that a little bit smaller diminutive gunslinger like we've seen with Drew, Ble- Drew Brees or uh, I, I kind of hesitate to mention Kyler Murray because I think Kyler has a definite, a different skill set than Zach. Um, right. But like when I watch Zach play, and I've said this repeatedly, I don't know if this, I think I've said it on this podcast. Like, I think Zach Wilson is like the guy who watches Josh Allen's game over the last couple of years, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm that guy." And it's like, yeah, except for the like forty pounds, and yeah, and the four or five inches, like except right. for that, you're totally that dude. Um, totally. And so, so like, so that's the thing where it's like, can he figure out like you're not. Ben Roethlisberger 3.0, like, mm-hmm. so you can't just like keep, you know, eluding and running and, you know, that sort of thing, but you can't also like, you've got to, he's got to find that balance and th- kind of find his center in terms of what that looks like in the NFL. And so he's clearly still doing that. Um, yeah. But yes, I would say I'm heartened by what I saw. Yeah. Um, and, and he's probably yeah. closer of those comps, right? Like, I don't think either of us, if we get if we get two thirds of Drew Brees out of Zach Wilson, um, he'll already be the greatest quarterback in Jets history. Um, <laughs> but but yeah. like two thirds of him, um, I do yeah. think the Baker comp in terms of like not skill set as much as just like timeline and in pro- progression. Um, I think after the first year of Baker, people felt similarly. Um, now Baker had a full season, probably had oh, more weapons was, around him. He was like, he was playing out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah. like on fire after that first right. year, people thought he was, you know, then they got, I can't remember if they got Odell Beckham the next year. They um, did. It was after that year, but I think he, I don't know if he had Jarvis Landry already. He anyway, did. he had, he had for, Jarvis Landry at that point. Yeah. That's for the Browns edition of that. There's always next year. That's yeah, a different correct. podcast that you want to subscribe yeah. to. Same content, different team, um, same story year after year. Um, but more, but more, like, more burning think... rivers, more burning river discussion <laughs> in that one, more, more dogs spelled with a W, um, than in this podcast. But, um, you know, there's there, like that, the, the interesting, like after year one of each of these guys and they each had different seasons, but like some of that swagger and like the, you know, like 
swagger can easily turn into confidence or it can turn into overconfidence and, you know, downright like stubbornness. And I think that's where, where Zach Wilson's going to have the next fork in the road is no, no, no. Am I going to be stubborn and I know how to play? I can do this. Or can I be teachable? I think we've seen post injury this season, Mm -hmm. um, the second half of his season, I don't know that he's thrown more than one interception. Like it's, it's kind of been incredible. Now, some of that has been, Hey, like, you know, this is the box you live in a little bit. Um, but I do, I'd rather have a guy that you got to pull the leash back from than try to get him out of the box. And so, um, you know, I, I am, I am encouraged where we're at. This is a really, I think, crucial off season for him, for his development and for the team to figure out how do we accentuate his skills and limit, um, you know, some of those opportunities that he sees that are really throwing into triple coverage 40 yards down the field that's going to probably turn into a, into a, uh, a turnover. So, yeah, really curious to see how the Jets handle this offseason quarterback kind of um, guru-ish um, um, people around him um, to develop those skills and help him make that make, make, make those instinct plays um, successful rather than tricky. Yeah. Uh, more, more Manziel, less Darnold is what you're, is what you're telling me. You want more Manziel, less Darnold? Is that, I would, is that I true? would like, uh, if you put it that way, um, yeah, let's, let's have more. That's a great thought experiment. Do I want Johnny Manziel or do I want Sam Darnold? Oh my goodness. Uh, uh I guess give yeah. me Johnny football because at least it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Could be. Could be a bit of a false dichotomy, but uh, but yeah, we'll take it. I think I think you get my meaning. So Zach Wilson, just to kind of sum this out, uh, he ends the season. He he plays thirteen games. Um, he completed fifty five percent of his passes, which is not great. Basically, anything below sixty percent is considered poor, um, which you know is the case. He, he threw for twenty three hundred yards, averaged six point one yards per. I guess that's attempt or catch. I don't know how that mm-hmm. works on the ESPN site. Um, but that's like, that's like Roethlisberger territory. Like it's not good, um, but that's okay. Uh, nine touchdowns and 11 interceptions um, was sacked 44 times, um, had a rating of 69, which is not great. And a QBR of 28, also not great. Not so, um, so, right. So, so, you know, when we, kind of now have all the hay in the barn here. We're looking at what, what we've done over the course of the season. Um, there were some reversals. He certainly did play some tough teams, uh, you know, kind of, you know, inter, interspersed throughout the year. New Orleans comes to mind. Um, uh, Carolina at the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, Buffalo twice. Uh, yeah, Tampa. Buffalo twice, right. Tampa, um, you know, even if their their group was depleted, he still played, you know, still, still you know, good good crew over there. New England twice, you know. So th- there were some tough games for him in there. Um, but, but you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting him to come out with a 70% completion percentage against Buffalo. It was only 35% yesterday. So, you know, if, from a stats perspective, it doesn't end well. Um, for him in terms of, you know, when you're just looking at the counting stats, but yes, I think, like you said, we saw a different player after the injury. Um, and so that's the hope there is that we see a little bit more measured play from him. He's still going to, you know, try and make some plays and take some risks. And I mean, the arm is there, the arm is absolutely there. Totally. Um, And, and now we just need to put more weapons around him. And that means offense and defense, which, you know, we'll get the chance to talk about in the, in the months ahead. We've talked about a little bit already. Um, 
Yeah. So, I mean, on the whole, I think this is a, it's a tough year and I don't want to be a Jets fan. That's just a cheerleader. I, I certainly think it certainly had its, its up and down moments. And like, we have to be clear, like Zach Wilson, if you, you know, I, I talk about football outsiders a lot only because instead of something like PFF, because what PFF does is they go in there and they have people subjectively grading out players. They're kind of, okay, I watched this play. This person did good or bad, but they don't really understand the context or the coverage. Like, you know, those Mm -hmm. things all the time. I mean, I guess they do, but, and, and like my, my boy Ben, like he has done work for, for them for years. And so I am not slagging on PFF, but but what I will say is the thing about football outsiders is they're just using the statistics. They're using like the right. game cast data and they're saying, okay, in a third and fourth situation, when you take a sack for 10 yards, like how does that compare to every other quarterback in a, in the same third and fourth situation, you know, down by five points or whatever that's it's, you know, derivative. So it like, it, it, it does that great analysis. And so, you know, so the season ends, and I am not going to sugarcoat the fact that Zach Wilson, out of you know 34 qualifying passers, um, you know with a minimum of 200 passes over the course of the season, out of 34 qualifying, Zach Wilson was 34. He, yeah. you know, in terms of his uh, his DR, which is kind of like his total value over the course of the season. Now, did he miss some games? Sure, but there's plenty of other players in that list that miss games. Um, you know, Zach Wilson was under just players. He was at, at the bottom. So you can just imagine who he was under Sam Darnold, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jacoby Brissett, um, Andy Dalton, Tyler Huntley, uh, you know, and then kind of on upwards from there. So, so you can kind of fill it in yourself, but, but the, the point is like, you know, he did not have a good rookie campaign that can't be, can't be, um, whitewashed here or whatever varnished here. So, but there is improvement. I think there's certainly improvement. So it's really going to come down to, you know, what we see from him next season. Can he make that jump and get, can they put the players around him? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
a laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Josh, we got a couple other things to talk about, though. So why don't we slide on over to those? Mm-hmm. Um, this is Black Monday, as it's called in football parlance. Uh, a couple coaches and uh, you know general managers and uh, front offices have been uh, put out on the ice flows and you know pushed out into the ocean. Uh, why don't you bring up one that you think is interesting, and then I'll bring up another. We can kind of go back and forth and just say, hey, what what are we seeing around the league? What's interesting? Mm-hmm. You know, how does that impact the Jets or not? Just you know, just impressions. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, we've seen a couple hirings that we expected. And then the one we didn't expect, close to home, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the Miami Dolphins fired Brian Flores. And we're not (laughs) entirely sure why. I don't know if there's going to be more to this story, but um, I saw a tweet immediately after it happened. It might have been Kevin Clark, um, that when you fire your coach, he's immediately the number one candidate on available coaching lists across the league. Um, You may have made a mistake. Um, so I, I don't know, I don't know if, you know, I, now some of it, if you go from one and seven, like the dolphins were and then finishing eight and one, a lot of that was schedule derived, but, um, I don't, don't know that you fire that guy in that situation. Um, seemingly like you're building some momentum, seemingly like you've got some players and a team coming together. Um, maybe that's more to do with Tua, who knows, but. Um, Brian Flores out with the Dolphins. It's probably good news for the Jets looking yeah. out at what the rest of the coaching pool is. If 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 you're a fan of the Dolphins today, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I just it would be hard to grapple with the Jets. Maybe, you know, let's if we project it out two, three years, the Jets are eight and eight. Um, Michael Carter's a stud running back. Zach Wilson's a great quarterback. We've added you know, you know, a, a Devontae Adams or a, uh, you know, drafted the next Jamar Chase or, you know, give, give us some similarities to where the dog and we just fire Salah. It would be like, wait, what, what's better than what we have right now? Like, that's the, like, if you're thinking you're firing Brian Flores, it's because you definitely think someone like a Jim Harbaugh is going to be available yeah. or, you know, like, I don't understand this firing but maybe in a week it makes more sense with the hire they bring in. I just don't see the guy coming in that is marketedly better um, than what they had in Brian Flores. So very, very surprised by the Dolphins right now. Yeah, I I will piggyback off that. I, it's fascinating because clearly Flores is doing the best he can with what he's being given. And I'm not saying there's no weapons in Miami. I mean, they, you know, they've had a couple good drafts there, but um, you know, I have to imagine this was a question of Stephen Ross coming to the GM and saying, Chris Greer and saying, okay, what are we doing here? And Chris just rolling on Flores because, yeah. because like, what else would it be? Right. It's, it's like, well, it's you or the other guy. So who's it going to be? Well, it definitely, it's the other guy. Like, it, yeah, it makes no sense when he's immediately fired and he's Im- immediately jumps to the top 
of the of the pile for whoever would be in consideration, right? I mean, there are players, there are players, there are coaches out there that could be in you know top consideration, you know, who are on playoff teams like a Byron Leftwich or whoever. Um, but you know, a guy who has experience rattled off a bunch of wins at the end of the season was was making it work. Um, and meanwhile, that's the guy that seemed seemed to be coalescing and kind of building a culture there in the locker room. That's the guy you let go of, as opposed to the GM who, I mean, tell I think this was the case. He traded up with the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles to six to take Jalen Waddle, who, hey, Jalen Waddle, mm-hmm. great player, like no, you know, but like there were so many guys that were good wide receivers in this class. Like you had to go get Jalen Waddle. You had to, Oh, okay. And you're doing this a year after you took uh Tua over Justin Herbert. Like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, so this is what we're doing. Like they, I can't, I'm sure you remember this a couple of years ago. I can't remember how many first round picks they had like three first round picks. You know, they took Tua, mm-hmm. they took Austin Jackson, they took Noah, uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name, Egan Aboye. Um, you know, they they had no, all they, these picks that they built up because they traded off Laramie Tunsil and all these things. And then they like basically shat them out like over like in some of the picks that they've made. So like mm-hmm. of the two, as I look at both of them, I'm like, well, if I'm Steven Ross, of course, like I am I'm making Chris Greer go, not Brian Flores. Uh, but mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, and then, you know, Daniel, not Daniel Jeremiah, um, shoot, uh, the guy he's in South Florida, he used to be with the Palm Beach Post. Uh, now he's with the NFL. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it Darling- out later. But Darlington, thank you. Yes, yes. Jeff Darlington. Yeah, thank yeah. you. He he's he tweets like, oh, this is not because Jim Harbaugh is available. Like, this is totally, totally like just like it was a bad time or whatever. It's like, are you kidding me? Like Stephen Ross like wanted to buy the Jets. He couldn't buy the Jets. He went to Miami. He bought this team. He's been like, you know, having these, you know, whatever celebrity minority owners, like since the beginning, he upgraded the stadium. Like he's done all these things. Like he, he wants to be like an Al Davis type who knows less about football. Uh, he wants the splashy hires uh, and, and like, you know, he's not, he's just not going to be able, like, this is a bad decision. This is death. It's desperation. And Hey, you know, if, if Miami wants to go ahead and shoot themselves in the foot, like be my guest, like be my guest, because they, I feel like that they were another team that the jets were going to have to, you know, claw with to, you know, they're going to have to keep clawing with over the, the next couple of years to even get in contention with someone like the new England Patriots and, or, the uh, the Buffalo Bills, but um, moving on from that, some other things that I looked at and I thought were interesting was the uh, the removal of Dave Gettleman, uh, and I, I they are calling it a retirement, but to me it certainly looked more like a refirement. Uh, Gettleman, who was with the team, um, is certainly at the end of his career. This is this is his kind of second pass through. The organization has done a horrendous job in drafting and kind of building for the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I want to like Joe Judge and I want to think he's he can build a winning culture like Flores was trying to do in Miami. But but for them to just let him retire and walk out the door, it seems unfair based on the team that he's been able to 
put together. Yeah, it feels like Dave Gettleman um, was just escorted to the uh, the living room, the den, um, where a lazy boy and a knit quilt blanket um, has been set out for him. There's a little fire in the corner. Um, there's episodes of Hogan's Heroes, and he's not been retired. He's not been fired. He's just made. He's been made comfortable. Go be comfortable right. in the den. Dave Gettleman and uh, we're gonna go back to the kitchen. But you know, if you need something, just you know, hit this one button. Someone will show up. We'll get you a refill um, on your Tom Collins, and you can just relax in the den for the next fifteen years. World War Two documentaries on the History Channel will be on repeat yes. for for the rest of You're, eternity. Enjoy uh, infomercials about commemorative coins from nine eleven on repeat <laughs> for you to watch. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was a weird one. The other one that I saw that was interesting to me, which seemed to be coming um, from a mile away, has just been the slow, I don't even know, like unraveling of the whole Minnesota situation. Um, Mm. I I thought that was interesting watching, um, you know, both um, uh, both GM Spielman and Zimmer get shown the door. I mean, this is a team that has some talent, has had some pride over the years, has competed. Uh, but, you know, some of that has left the building. Stefan Diggs was traded away famously. Um, George Patton, who was not named the general manager there. Um, I believe, wait, is he, was he there, George Patton? Or was he in? Uh, I think General George Patton was still fighting the, the war in the Pacific uh, um, at the, at some point. Going crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was with the Vikings. Okay. I, first, for, I freaked out there because I thought he was with the Bengals for a second. I was like, oh no, mm. no, no. Yeah. So, so Patton was there for years and basically was, he was the assistant general manager, the assistant to the general manager. They never <laughs> let him become the he actual was general manager. Um, yeah. He, yeah he, he was, yeah, exactly. He got Dwighted. And so he was biding his time for a signature job. Uh, he eventually got it with with Denver at the time when Idzik was hired by the Jets. Patton was on the Jets list of of mm-hmm. guys that they wanted to talk to. But who did uh, they hire he, instead? Such a good hire, John Idzik, the iceberg, <laughs> the iceberg, the iceberg, or the glacier, or whatever they called him. Yeah, um, yeah, he was bad. Uh, but Patton was one of those guys where I I started looking into him because he was of interest to the jets and he basically quickly you know bowed out and i was just like oh my gosh like this is the guy you want like you want this guy and effectively he had been in an abusive relationship with the vikings and eventually they just never gave him that job and so eventually he left and now it's all fallen apart basically since he's become uh head of the broncos earlier this year so Anyway, sad for uh, sad for the Vikings. Um, I don't know any any other in, any interesting things or notes there about what happened with the Vikings or other personnel changes that you're yeah or tracking. Yeah, the Vikings feel like I think we all felt this way several years ago before the Cousins hire that we all saw the end of that movie coming before the end of the movie got there. But mm-hmm. you know, s- some of this is when you when you devote and when you say yes to the guy who's saying, give me a hundred million guaranteed um, and then I'll sign the contract, like sidestepping that for the jets, you know, and you can, you can say, well, it would have made the jets more relevant. And, you know, you're taking steps towards being competitive. I'm all for that, but I don't know that anybody thought this experiment with Kirk cousin, Kirk cousins at the head of, of the Vikings offense was going to lead them to a super bowl 
Um, now you put him on some other rosters, perhaps the, the, the whole thing with Minnesota feels like it's, 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 it's aimed at another rebuild in the next two years. Um, I'd be shocked if they pay Dalvin cook, the money that he's going to be deserved. Um, Justin Jefferson is a transcendent talent. Feels like you're almost rebuilding around him in some ways. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, maybe they can retool on the fly and, um, rework some of that roster with it, with a new guy coming in, um, to, to lead it as the head coach. But, um, you know, Mike Zimmer probably will go back and be a, be a, a defensive coordinator. He was a really good one, I think, in Cincinnati for a long time. Um, or an offensive coordinator, offensive mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Uh, um, defense. I think defense. defense I mean, yeah, just yeah, yeah. based on the way he's run that offense in Minnesota. Yes. Like, I can't Such remember definitively, but I'm like, mindset. just basically everything's defense. Yeah, we're going to punt here. We're he going to here. He, he yeah. sat in his interview, gave all of his defensive metrics. They said, what about offense? He said, I think I just told you what I will do on offense um, when he listed all of the defensive metrics. But um, you know, that, that's going to be, that's, that's a team that, you know, is going to be, is going to be a pretty good, um, a pretty good hire away as a head coach from potentially um, either fully rebuilding. It'll be interesting to see what they bring in. If you bring in a guy like Flores, maybe you feel like we're on the cusp of something special. Um, if, if they, if they try to go and, and get somebody that's just going to keep that seat warm, Vic Fangio, somebody else um, while they rebuild the roster, we'll see, but also a little bit interested. We don't have to do um, the NFC North, uh, full deep dive here, but Matt Nagy Ow. out. Um, yeah, out. Matt see you later, out. Matt Nagy. Um, that that team, <laughs> it's it's the Bears, but Justin Fields is something. Um, I really like the guy. It's been publicized in this podcast since since draft night. That was the guy I had circled, wanted at number two for the Jets um, this whole time. But um, you know that that certainly feels like another job that um, if if they can somehow make the right the right hire at head coach feels like a team um, also on the cusp of being pretty good. And if Aaron Rodgers is going to be, you know, floating off and boycotting the Super Bowl or whatever he said he was going to do, maybe that division's up for grabs in the next couple of years anyway. So um, yeah, NFC North fans, um, lots, lots of turnover happening there. Pretty interesting. Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with Fangio um, losing his job. That that'll be interesting, but obviously Patton just came in last year. So he's going to want to bring in someone loyal to him. I sure as hell hope that isn't Mike Zimmer. Um, but yeah, I, I am going to miss Matt Nagy. Not for any, and Ryan Pace is out too there. Um, I'm not going to miss Matt Nagy for any real, like, gosh, he's so good at football or I really enjoy watching his teams play. It's strictly because he's the guy who is bald yet wears a visor. Um, you yeah. Know, and there's and there's not a lot of guys who are willing to just like, a few basically... Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like, I mean, I wear hats, like I am super bald and like I wear hats. And the reason I wear hats is because like, I don't want to get sun cancer, like or skin cancer, excuse me on my head. Um, and so it's like Nike is taking all of the value of like, you know, whatever covering his eyes um, and none of the value of like what wearing a hat for a bald <laughs> person actually does. And so like, I, I respect the fact that it's like, just like go Sala, no hat or, or go, go hat, you know, just, but, but why would you choose the worst of both options? Like you're both bald. I feel, I feel like a, uh, what? we should, we should start the spinoff podcast about coach coaching accessories and their yes. fashion choices. Uh, we could have good. a field day with Bruce, Bruce Arians, chest protector. We could go off Dude, for 20 minutes. I love that Darth Vader thing. That thing is rad. Like I love that, that Darth Vader's box. He's got it's great. <laughs> 
I, like that's just his belt strap, like belt comms right. that he's he's basically turned into a bike messenger pouch, right? So what's going on there? You feel, I think you, you feel like he he you know five years ago watched uh, Empire Strikes Back and called his his uh, his IT assistant in uh, in Arizona and then in Tampa and said, "Can you get me the Darth Vader box, but put it." just akimbo a little bit more on my collarbone make it 45 degree <laughs> angle give me an airplane strap around it and that's going to be where i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to coach this team into super bowl wins that's how i'm going to do this thing um could quite, a, that could quite been interesting the what a guy yeah, that could have been the turning point for arians all right well we got to go um josh it has been a pleasure to do this with you this yeah, season my friend. Um, it has been a pleasure to do this with Travis. I would tell him the same if, if he was here with us, but um, the, we are not done with our exit interviews. Uh, we will have uh, today's trash bag day for the Jets. Um, we will have our own trash bag day. Uh, that will be coming uh, in the near future when we can get Travis back. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for being a friend. Um, thank you I, for I being it. a friend. I've traveled down this road and back again. Yes. Oh. It's been really good. It's been good. This has been a long road this year. Uh, I appreciate the fact that you've traveled down this road with me and thank you to you listeners uh, for traveling this road again. We'll be back next week. I should hope if Travis can make it. Um, I know he's got some tropical plans in his near future, so we'll have to find a time he that sure works. Does. Uh, but yes, we will. Uh, we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. Make sure to rate and review the podcast uh, feed and stay tuned for all the great content from Scott and the rest of the gang at Public Jet. Thank you. Have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.